Reframe Your Future, Episode 3, Addictions, Alcohol Use Disorder, Coping Mechanisms, and Becoming Alcohol-Free with Ren Caldwell. Hi, I'm Erin Frame, and I am here with another fabulous episode of Reframe Your Future. Today, I'm super pumped. Um, I have my first guest, Ren Caldwell. Um, she's actually a digital marketing guru. Does that work? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and I say that because she's my digital marketing guru. So um, and she's actually a huge part of why I am doing this show. So I thought, what a great person to bring on first. How are, how's it going, Ren? It's going really well. I'm having a fabulous uh, day here. I'm so glad. And you have so much great insight for us. So I guess let's begin. Um, Maybe if you could give a little kind of, however you want to go through this process with me, a little insight to kind of your experience um, in regards to kind of, you know, like we obviously don't want to say alcoholism because I don't like that word either. So I guess just yeah, we've lose. we've discussed we we don't like that word. No, we don't. Like um, it it is it is actually properly coined. I think I'll, I'll be accepting of alcohol use disorder, um, which alcohol is a chemically addictive substance, and when we take it on regular intervals, like most of us humans in society do, um, you can tend to gain a both physical and mental, mental, you know, attachment to it. Um, and it can be hard to quit. Yep. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I know Aaron, I've listened to your first two podcasts and they're awesome, by the way. They're proud of you. Thanks to you. Um, <laughs> it's my um, well, so I, uh, I have been alcohol free for 14 months. Yay. Yay. Um, and actually started my own journey uh, towards the end of 2018. Um, so working on more like a little over two years, but you know, there's some bumps along those roads. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole, I think I can try to moderate, you know. <laughs> there's that like, like the famous last words right to, to somebody who already has some issues that's funny so but what I've learned um it is basically like you mentioned Aaron kind of you started in high school you're like in the rock and roll crowd and so was I Cinderella you know? yeah totally um you know early nineties is when I was in high school and, um, it wasn't everybody, but obviously it was definitely everybody I was hanging out with. Mm Um, and that's what we did every weekend. We party and sometimes during the week. And then, you know, you get out of high school and you go on with adult life and then you've got bars that you can visit three nights a week. In addition to partying hard on the weekends and, And, you know, when you're young, that's expected. It doesn't seem out of place necessarily, Um, you know, maybe a little more so than some of your friends, but court, you know, everybody that you're seeing is, is doing it. You're, you're just normal and you're, you're able to to keep up. I don't know. You're young and you're, 
<laughs> a little bit more uh, able to get over the hangovers or not get hangovers. I don't know how I did it. I yeah. swear I have no idea. But you get a little older and I don't know. It gets a little bit different over time. <laughs> totally. It's you suffer a whole lot more. And it takes a whole you lot suffer longer. a whole lot more and you lose a lot of productivity. And, you know, eventually you just got to, yeah, I don't know, you don't got to, you can do whatever you want. Yep. But um, I decided for me that I should probably make a change. I actually lost a close friend of mine about six years ago. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that alcohol may have had something to do with the health issues that he ran into. And, um, you know, I, I was like, okay, if I don't want, you know, he was a few years older than me. And I'm like, if I don't want this to happen to me in a few years, I should probably look at changing my habits. Cause you know, while other people always said that they were living vicariously through me and all my fun adventures, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, there comes a time again where we just, we can party rock, like rock stars, but we can't recover like them anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, so I needed to make some changes and I found it not easy to do. Um, so I did contact, um, basically the healthcare system, like the insurance and was able to get into, um, like a program for, they call, um, intensive outpatient program, IOP. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically, it's just a group, small group meeting that's held by, held by a counselor who actually trains you in skills, mm -hmm. um, coping skills. So, so actually that's kind of the point of what I wanted to talk about today was coping skills. Um, because when I first started going there, like, that's what I realized. Like I didn't have life without alcohol. So like my first, they're like, well, you have to cope in other ways. And I'm like, cope in other ways. How, what, what other ways? Like you get mad with something you drink, you, you have a bad day, you drink, you have a happy day, you celebrate, you drink. Everything. Um, like you're anxious about something, you drink. Like it was, it is the, it was, is the coping skill that I was taught and I learned. And I don't know, I didn't go to coping skills class in high school. Erin, did you? No, they definitely did not offer that at my school. <laughs> so... <laughs> That might so, be a really good thing for them to do, though. Maybe well, they do. Yeah. Maybe they do now. I don't know. I mean, mental health is like so much more accepted now. Yes. Than it than it was. So maybe you know, therapists in general are like in talking about your problems and being open is is more acceptable now for the younger generation than it ever was for us. One thing I guarantee you is that the alcohol companies are not going to endorse that. <laughs> right. Not at all. As a, as a marketer, I fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go into that more in another episode for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, so yes, alcohol is actually a coping skill. It's just a really bad one. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, at, you know, at the time, but it's, it's rough, man. It's rough for so many reasons. So, so they, this, this therapy, which you can, it, it's regular therapy. Um, Anybody can get it, you know, if your insurance doesn't provide you to be able to go to a, a, a 
outpatient treatment groupy thing, um, then, you know, you can look up skills online. Um, but it's CBT is stands for cognitive behavioral therapy and CBT is dialectical behavioral therapy, um, which is basically a, a subset of CBT. And really that it's kind of like a, a thought action response behavior circle if you picture in it and it basically kind of teaches you it's essentially mental health psychologist 101 um, talk therapy type stuff when you're angry or confronted or I don't know you feel an emotion um, you need to process it you need to think about it and a lot of times when we begin to live a life where alcohol is our coping skill, we, we don't even do that. We just skip that. We feel about emotion. We're just going to drink because we don't even want to think about it, which actually doesn't seem to help anything. In fact, it seems to inflate all of the negative feelings now that I've, you know, had, I think Erin, you've had enough, enough weeks under your belt or you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just the anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. mind boggling how much worse my anxiety was. And then I quit drinking and I, I don't get anywhere. I mean, on a like scale of one to a hundred, a hundred is with alcohol. And now it's like a 20. I mean, it's like my stomach doesn't even, I won't even feel that way. You know, it's crazy. Oh, yes. I absolutely have generalized anxiety disorder and Xanax is definitely a thing until now they stopped prescribing it. So it's a good thing. I don't have, have to use it anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but absolutely, alcohol just makes your anxiety so much worse. Um, and we think about, think it fixes things, but it doesn't. And, and when you're, when you're in the moment, like when you're in, if you're not out of it, you're not on the other side of the hill, you don't know what's over there. Like you think there's no way in heck I could function anywhere without this crutch but then once you finally can get past it you're like oh my gosh I just didn't know isn't it my isn't it crazy how we forget because at some point we weren't drinking you know but then I was 12 like I don't know exactly that's what I mean we had you and I okay (laughs) not everybody started as young as us uh in any way and of course our minds were developing I mean this is a whole nother thing like you know it's it's there's just so much to dig into here. Uh, that's why this topic is just really interesting and, you know, amazing. I mean, honestly, kind of amazing. Like, and I really hope that both of us are able to, you know, help others, you know, at least, you know, hear our experiences and maybe feel a little bit more comfortable talking to somebody or. That's why I wanted to talk about the coping strategies. Cause I know you're still kind of new and right. You know, that first, they call it the pink cloud, like that first, few weeks or so you're like just on such a high um but then after a little while that starts to fade and you start to know what one you get bored and you wonder what to do with yourself um and so and that's when you start to you come off that high of like oh my gosh I'm experiencing something new to okay now what and you got to sit in this like weird I don't know, these weird feelings that you never, you never addressed before. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about was basically what, you know, 18 months of therapy taught me <laughs> was that 
so first of all, you know, you have to distract yourself. You, well, first of all, you have to acknowledge that you're feeling something. Try to identify what it is. Try to give it a name. Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it hungry? Like, what is your problem? And try to find out if it's something that needs to be addressed or something that doesn't need to be addressed. Can you just let it go? Like, okay, so something annoyed you, but you need to say something about it. And like, if you think you need to say something about it, can you wait? Can you wait maybe an hour or two or till tomorrow? Because you're, you might think of way better way to handle whatever it is. Or you might totally forget about it. You might realize you didn't need to. And like all of these things that could just fester and boil and just come worse because you were tackling everything before or drinking and, you know, not dealing like, but they were festering because you were thinking about it. You think you weren't, but you were. And then you just blow up at somebody later on because of it. Like if you actually deal with it, like then process it and then distract yourself for a little while. So, okay, how do you not think about something for the next two hours that you're pissed off about? Um, So that's when, you know, you do things, you eat ice cream and it's okay in the beginning to turn to another addiction. Yes, food is another addiction, sex, whatever, like exercise. Those could all be addictions if you use them in the wrong way. Um, But if you, they are also coping mechanisms. They release endorphins. They make you feel good. They replace that dopamine, serotonin kind of thing that your body brain is seeking. Um, so that's okay. Taking a bubble bath, journaling, reading. I know some people can do it without falling asleep. I cannot. I cannot. Um, right. No, uh, sleeping. Sleeping is actually one of my number one coping skills. If I'm really upset, it's like bedtime. Um, but my actual number one coping skill, unfortunately, is Netflix. <laughs> so, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just because I'm binge watching like an entire season of whatever in an afternoon, like it's okay because it's better than what you were doing before. Um, and then also my other number one recommendation for coping and distracting is to like sign up for stuff. Get yourself so busy that you're not bored. Like Aaron, what you're doing right now with this podcast and everything you're doing with your real estate business and in life, like you're keeping so busy. And I think that's really important. It's like really good. I signed up for college. <laughs> like I signed up for Mel Robbins, like best year ever. And like a free online this and a little, not very expensive online Photoshop class and, and like all these things at once so that I had nothing to do, but everything. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. such a great advice. You know, I didn't even realize that I was doing all, you know, it's like, I, I, I know I'm doing these things, but I, I wonder if, because I'm sure, sure so many reasons are because I quit drinking. I mean, because I'm able to kind of have a thought and actually carry that thought rather than every day, just feeling like so forgetful because it does burn brain cells. I mean, there's proven, you know, 
stuff out there that it's not good for your brain, you know, but yeah, I just feel like I can't take on enough right now. And, you know, you see that sometimes like, you know, people who have, you know, had challenges with different things, alcohol, other things, um, they do become kind of obsessed with exercise or whatever it might be, school, education, reading, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that people have to, I, I don't know if I believe in addictive personalities or not. I guess that's something we should maybe explore because it is, do, you know, are there some people that have more likelihood of, you know, picking up these habits, whether it be alcohol or like you said, Netflix, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting topic. But well, Again, I think, I think every coping skill is valid mm-hmm. until it starts hurting you. Like, you know, that food is a coping skill, which is valid until it starts affecting your health negatively. Um, exercise, just the same. You can overdo it with exercise. Um, so, you know, if it's, if it's not affecting you negatively, then maybe you're just fine with whatever it is. So, you know, right now I've, you know, my business is working. I, I, I so well, I had to stop college a little bit because I don't have time to do them both right now. Um, that's how busy I've booked my calendar. You should see my Google calendar. In fact, Erin has seen my Google calendar. I have, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm probably her most, <laughs> I cannot, when I have a thought, like it has to go on text or it has to go in email. Cause I will forget because I'm a scatterbrain and poor Ren, like honest to God, you're like, girl, you said something to me last night. I'm trying to remember, but it was so funny. You're just like, you need to stop. And I can't remember like, (laughs) but she's kind of like a counterbalance. You know, I am a Libra and it's kind of funny because I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm just like, not now. (laughs) It's quiet time. It's night, night time. I know. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that kind of really struck me this morning was I woke up and it was, it's national wine drinkers day. And I don't know, it just triggered me. And I, and it's not that I care about wine. It's like, they could have said it's national wine day, but something about wine drinkers day. Oh, I just felt so kind of overwhelmed. And then I started looking at stuff and I found this picture of this, you know, super thin, you know, sketched woman with her wine glass. And it says, I didn't know we had to have a day, you know, something like it's just so accepted and so normal. And it just pissed me off. And like I said, I don't care if you want to drink, that's fine. But I just hate the way and I don't so, know, something just frustrated me. So it, 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 you're, and that's one of those things, you're going to have to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it'll serve you better if you do. Um, in the beginning, I couldn't, I couldn't watch the scenes in the movies where they had alcohol. I had to cover my eyes. <laughs> like, like for the first couple months, I, I just couldn't even see it. Like, um, but now it's fine. Um, in fact, I can watch the, you know, I'm watching um, How to Get Away with Murder right now, and she's having a, an issue with alcohol, and and um, I can watch that. I can watch her drink the bottle of vodka and I can just be like, yep, that's me. Like who needs a glass? There she goes right for the bottle. Um, and I met, but it's not like physically affecting me anymore. Like it used to. And it took a while to get there. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, 
I think for me, watch out for those memes because they're they're not going to go away. There's Margarita Day, and there, which is which is great. But I I guess you know my point is that being able to turn this into a topic uh, of conversation on the show, I think it could help people. You know, like when it comes to it, it is like very much you know our, our culture. It's a cultural thing. It's very embedded in our culture. You know, um, and I. I Anyway, uh, it, uh, yeah. oh, I I agree. I think it's an entire conversation because how do you how do you tell people that you don't drink? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't think I mentioned anything mm-hmm. to nope. you necessarily. Like, you don't just come just up. Me. It's not like the door wasn't open. I remember you talking about wine. Yeah. And the door was open for me to say something, and I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. I think I was drinking at like three. 2.30 in the afternoon, I go, I'm so embarrassed. And you're like, oh, don't worry about uh, it. Yeah. Like, eh, I've, I've been there, done that. Like, it, you know. Yeah. Totally. And uh, like I said, though, I think these are just good topics to come up because I think that everybody has their journey. Everything is so unique. And that's why I love having you on the show because I think your journey could be somebody else's situation. You know, my journey, like, obviously I'm okay with talking about it because I feel that I'm, what I'm finding, for example, with you and some other friends that I've since started this journey, I found out that, that they don't drink, you know, and so many of the conversations I've had have been, I'm not comfortable and I'm not saying you, but I'm not comfortable telling people like they feel like an outcast in our society. And I think that's just, I just, that's kind of one of my things. It's like, let's start a movement, you know, like I'm proud of what, I think it's much harder to do what we're doing than it is to drink period. It is. It is so much harder. And it's, it, you know, like somebody just said, what are you most proud of? And I think of my, the first thing that comes to my head is that I did this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm successful at it still. And I think there's a fear too, that you don't want to tell anybody. Cause what if you fuck up? Excuse me. <laughs> like that. Um, no, it's like, okay. I, I have explicit on here. Okay, good. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like maybe that, and I know you're, you like to put it out there because you want to let, you know, you want to, us to hold you accountable and we will mm-hmm. but it's like I haven't fully come out on my Facebook to, you know of my close friends and my family now um but you know I haven't really put it out there and and I think yeah for the same reason it's like well if you put it out there then you admit you had a problem and then you feel shame about that and then also anxiety about what if you mess up and then they catch you drinking again and they're like, Oh, weren't you supposed to be sober? And like, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. (laughs) And there's pros and cons to that. You know, it's like being, putting it out there and having people know and being able to hold you accountable, or at least maybe you'll hold yourself more accountable knowing that people are aware, you know? out there now isn't it oh my gosh I know I'm like well this is kind of big although you don't have to share this to your page you know not everybody would know I know and I I may not but you know they've uh, I've shared I shared your podcast to my page and in fact a couple of my close friends followed you on your page already I noticed so I love it I think that's working so maybe a little subliminal maybe a couple of close friends of mine Mm -hmm who um, want to hear more from you are going to be listening anywho. I love it. This is great. So you know what? We've been trying to keep these to under 20 minutes. I have no idea where we're at. Uh, we, I think we're under 30. So I think oh. we're, 
I don't know because I'm not recording, so I don't actually have the timer. It doesn't say it on mine, which is weird, but um, you should see me. I'm so challenged. I mean, I do okay for a person that doesn't totally understand all this stuff, but yeah, I'm pretty challenged when it comes to all these computer things and you are polar opposite. She's the reason that I can function and have a podcast, a pretty podcast. but, But you are also the outgoing person that does all these things versus, you know, so, you know, there's, there's each has their own specialty. Yes. And that's why we have to, why you find somebody to kind of fit with that one person's great at one thing, one person's great at another, and you just go with it. So, so yeah, so I'm super excited. I hope you're excited that you came on today and we're able to kind of start talking about your story and kind of things that might help people, you know, cope. Cope. Yes. It's okay to eat the ice cream. Just know it. And like, for me, it's about getting up out of my normal habit, like place I sit and move into another location and grab a kombucha, you know, something that just has, and I know there's a small bit of alcohol. That's all I hear when I tell people that I'm doing this. But for me, it's just about, I was really craving that flavor, you know, something that was strong, you know, like, and I'm sure you understand. It's like, there, there's just a lot of different things that you need to do. And really it's about, is it your time to reinvent yourself? You know, um, life's short. I want to be the best me I can be. I know that. that. And I, and I do agree too. It, it, it can't be willpower. You have to be at a place where you're ready. Yep. Cause if you're, if it's just like, if, you're, if it's like going on a diet where you're just trying to restrict yourself for a little while, that's good for a little while. Um, but it's not good long-term. So I really think you, you really have to be in a place where you just decide that, you know, this is poison. And um, that book by, you know, Annie Grace, this naked mind Great book. was mm-hmm. actually the last that I read her book right before I did not go to the store again. Mm-hmm. Isn't um, that interesting? On top of the, you know, on top of the year and a half worth of therapy on, you know, before reading that book, but, but it was interesting. It was all just very, very common sense facts that just kind of sit with you. And it's like, you're right. It is poison. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because my doctor actually recommended that book to me. So I started it and I wasn't ready yet, you know? Um, but I mean, I was always kind of like little baby steps here, a little bit of information here, you know, and COVID hit, like I said, and I don't know, this whole last year was just a very unique situation. And it really helped me kind of put, you know, goggles on myself, like glasses on myself. Like, what am I doing? you know, why do I need two bottles at the store just to make sure I'm okay for the night? I mean, that's just, this is just crazy, you know? Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, you know, it comes down to everything. I think it has to do with, you know, your, uh, what you put in your body though, food, food wise. I mean, there's so many things that can make you feel better without alcohol, I feel. And these are, of course, I hope to be able to kind of talk a little more about this in the future, but. That's true. But I will, I, I do support the, that your your terminology you know the bliss i've used the word zen you you eventually you feel comfortable with yourself in your own skin just sitting there you feel calm and like you didn't i wouldn't have thought like i would ever feel that way like i always felt like i needed something and boy it's so nice to have your brain just shut up and not need that all the time anymore it's It's so nice it was exhausting, huh? I mean, honestly, it's like, oh my gosh, there wasn't a time that went by during the day unless I was super busy with something that it was not on my mind somewhere. Do I have enough? Am I going to be home in time? You know, like, I mean, ugh, ah, 
And one of these days we have to talk about a highly functioning alcoholic because that makes me laugh now. It just does. Well, well, well we definitely do. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure if I was highly functioning or not. <laughs> well, maybe you're not going to be my guest then. Whatever. Right. We all just talk because I think I was and it just makes me laugh now because I can see all the differences. So. Oh, no. I, I'm probably a textbook definition of it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I think we're going to stop because we are trying to keep this under 30 minutes. We are. So I, one thing I like, I'm trying to kind of come up with my end of my show thing. And I just love, you know, find your sober fierce. Um, fierce can mean a lot of different things. And for me, it's just like, you know, girl, like you got this, like, you know, if you want to color your hair purple or you want to wear that outfit, just freaking wear it. Life is short. Live your life. Find your fierce. That is actually, I did color my hair purple in the very first few months. So, yep. I love it. Yep. I love it. Okay. So until next time, and thanks again, Ren. It was great to have you on. All right. Bye guys. Listen to more episodes by going to re-frameyourfuture.com. 